Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the iBug Buzz for Monday, July 12th, 2021. My name is Brad Snyder, and along with Sunday Arau, we are your host for tonight's extravaganza. The iBug Buzz is an open forum where we discuss all things iOS and related. That includes your iPhones, your iPads, iPod Touch, the Apple Watch, and Apple TV. We also discuss related apps and maybe even some hardware along the way. This call is being recorded and will be made available on the iBugToday.org website. Uh, also, I believe, still on the Sight into Sound website as well. Eventually, this will be posted as a podcast, and you can find it on your favorite podcast player of choice, or you can ask your smart device to play the iBug Buzz podcast. As I said, uh, we are recording this call. So in order to help us get as clean a recording as possible, we ask that everybody, we ask that everybody stay on mute until your uh, time to speak. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the muting and unmuting, there is a switch, it's a toggle. If you're on an iPhone, you'll find this toggle in the lower left corner of the screen. If you're on an iPad, you'll find it near the near the top of the zoom interface a little bit to the right of dead center. Um, if you're joining us from a Windows PC, you can use Alt A. If you're on a Mac, it is Command Shift A. And if you're joining us on a landline telephone, you will use star six to mute and unmute. All of those are toggles. You do the action to mute yourself and the same action to unmute. Um, when you would like to speak, we do not use the raise hand feature here on the iBug Buzz. What we do is we ask that you uh, unmute yourself and state your name and then wait to be called upon by either myself or Sandia. And that way we do our best to maintain an orderly call. I believe that's all the do's and don'ts and the introductions. Now let's see, I believe we have been joined by the iBug guy. So may I turn it over to you, Michael, for some announcements. All right, Brad, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we've got a, a few things going on this coming week in the iBug world. Starting tomorrow, Tuesday, the 13th of July, we've got our iBug mini buzz on the Clubhouse app. Um, much like uh, our meeting tonight, it's a uh, open Q&A forum for anyone with iOS voiceover issues or questions and uh, just there on the uh, for those on the clubhouse app. Uh, 
If you're not on Clubhouse, you can always go to our Facebook group, which I'll talk about in a minute, and uh, find the link there to uh, join up. Then on Thursday, the 15th of July, we have our Trekkie Talk. That is a discussion group for people that are interested in Star Trek. And we are currently watching the series Star Trek Discovery. Uh, we're in season two, episodes three and four for this week's discussion. So those audio described uh, episodes can be uh, found, links for those can be found uh, on our website. And uh, if you want to join us, that's 8 p.m. on this very same Zoom conference line. Then finally, Friday, we have our iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. Uh, that will be starting for the pre-social at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time. And 8 p.m., the movie will start. And our movie this week is... Stay tuned for the mid at the midtime, and we'll be revealing what the movie is. We'll come back at halftime, or stick around till halftime for that. Uh, and then right after the movie, uh, we have people stick around for a discussion and some trivia about the movie. So that's what we got going on this week. Uh, like I said. Uh, you can find a lot of that information on our website, ibugtoday.org. Uh, all of the recordings that Brad mentioned earlier, you can find announcements of this week's plus other, uh, the rest of the month things going on. You can find uh, information about our one-on-one -on -one training and all the other trainings that we do. So that's a good place to find uh, lots of good information. Uh, then on our Facebook group, you can join our Facebook group if you're not already there. That's always a good place to get questions answered in between these Monday night calls. If you have issues related to your iPhone and also, that's where we, we also post uh, uh, other announcements like the iBug Mini Buzz link for Clubhouse. Uh, then you can follow us on Twitter. We have a uh, Twitter account. Our handle is at iBug Today. Lots of good information is being tweeted and retweeted out by our Twitter master, Herbie. So uh, follow us there on Twitter. Uh, then uh, you can follow us on Instagram, although we're not actively using our Instagram account, but it is at iBug today, same uh, handle there for Instagram. So those are the ways to uh, keep up with what's going on. Um, I can't remember if I left something out. Oh, we've got, we got, a, we have a new book that we've just uh, started reading for this coming up month. That'll be, uh, won't be actually a discussion group, won't actually happen until August 12th, but uh, you can get started early reading that if you want. And that is The Hot Zone. And uh, I don't even remember the author or DB number. I don't know, Sonia might have those at the tip of her tongue, but it is The Hot Zone a uh, story, true, true story about uh, the outbreak of Ebola 
back in the 90s. All right, so that's what's going on. And uh, I will now turn it back over to you, Brad. All right, thank you, Michael. We've certainly got a full calendar ahead of us there. Um, all right, now what we'd like to do is take a trip around the room and give everybody an opportunity to say hi, introduce yourself, tell us where you're joining us from. And uh, if you're a new user, we'd like to hear if this is a I mean, new user, new visitor to the call, we'd like to you uh, give us a shout out on that and let us know if this is your, your first time visitor. So I'll get things started. My name is Brad and I'm in Dallas. This is Herbie in Houston. Mary in Tennessee. Hey. Jake from Michigan. Hey, Jake. Hello. Susan from Houston. Hey, Susan, glad you're here. Chanel hey, in Brad. Houston. Hey, Chanel. Terry from Arlington Heights. Hey, Terry. This is Ned from Texas. All right, Ned. Dan from Southern California. Alrighty, Dan. Who else we got? Sandia Ethan from Austin, Texas. Oh, sorry. All right. It's okay, sorry. All righty. Carol in San Antonio. All righty, Carol. Are there any more? Don't be Paul shy. Paul in Arlington, Virginia. Hi, Paul. And who else was that? Jody from New Hampshire. Hey, Jody. Arlene, North Carolina. All right, Arlene. Shree from Virginia. Linda from Humble. Hey, Linda. <clears throat> Is that everybody? Jim and PA. All righty, Jim. This is this is Jerry from Vermont. Hey, Jerry. How you doing, Brad? All righty. Well, is there anybody else speak up now or join us for later? Okay. Well, that's everybody that cares to introduce themselves let's go ahead and get things going uh, i didn't hear if we had any any new ios users out there but we usually like to get things kicked off with a question from one of our new users but uh, so if we have somebody who at least feels there's a, they're a new user we'd like to give you the chance to get us started with our first question <coughs> Sorry, I had to mute everybody. So please remember, if you're planning on speaking today, you need to please be in a quiet area. Thank you so much. And Brad, you got muted too. Sorry about that. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, all righty. Susan. So, Susan. Yes. Um, we do for you. All righty. Um, I've been experiencing lately on my devices uh 
on my iPhone as well as my iPad. And I'm beginning to wonder if it's uh, doing it on, well, doing it on no matter what website I'm on, but um, it bounces around. I'll be like, I was trying to um, sign up on a website today and I would uh, get to put part of my address on there and then all of a sudden bloop, it bounced and went somewhere else then I had to find uh, where it was supposed to be in the first place and start all over and it was back and forth it was like playing ping pong so can that be a website problem or a, a iOS problem or, or what hmm who thinks they might know what's causing Susan's bouncing around problem? When this is Keith. Keith, take it. One question I have, are you using a Bluetooth keyboard or the keyboard on the screen? Uh, sometimes I'll use the tooth, I almost said toothbrush. Um, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but but I'm, a lot of times I use my fingers, but... Um, so it's it happening I, either way. Well, I did it both ways today. I'm like, ah, okay, okay, let me try the, the, the uh, keyboard. But it still did the same thing. So I was just going to say, I've, I've noticed here lately when I'm using my Bluetooth keyboard that focus kind of gets shaky and bounces around. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seemed to have a little better time when that happens with the onboard keyboard. But if you're just navigating through, you know, it's... It seems like it must be something happening with the iOS. Yeah, it's, it's doing experience. it both west. And uh, I can't talk. I wanted to say west. It's, it's doing it both ways. You know, uh, it's like, okay, let me try the keyboard. It was doing the same thing. So then I, I just uh, put that aside and tried my fingers again. But like I said, it make this loop sound like it's going back to the next page or all the way up and I try to put in I would almost get through with putting my address in but no it, it, it's like I don't like your address do it again but this is Keith and this is Jim okay Jim yes I was wondering is and I found this to be helpful um when you bring bring up safari and then in the lower right hand corner double tap and hold on tabs you'll then hear um a page open up on your phone and it'll say um like what, what you want to look for is delete all and it'll give a number open tabs and you double tap on that and it'll come up and ask you again are you sure you want to delete these 15 tabs and i always say yes because i think what that does is it clears out the buffer and it allows uh safari to work a little bit better if you're using safari now sometimes you can you can use other browsers now in later versions yeah. of ios but um i generally stick with safari but try that and see yeah. if that doesn't help all right well i i use the apps um i don't know if that makes a difference or not but as for tabs, there are some tabs that I have to leave alone because I need them open. But 
it is frustrating when all these other tabs starts getting in my way. You know, it's like, go away. I don't want you, you know. Then this I is Keith. <laughs> yeah, Keith. Hey, I was just going to say that uh, this is happening and probably has happened within the last week for me. And it is an apps as well as Safari. And it is always when an edit field is activated. It's like, I'll, I'll type and it just uh, gets out of the text field for whatever reason. But yeah, it's happening right. in both apps and Safari. So Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, y'all. Is this something that's just gotten started since uh, the latest iOS 14.6? Yes, for sure. And you're finding it on your phone, and Susan's experiencing it on her iPad. Interesting. As well as phone, too. Yeah. Oh, your phone, too. Okay. Well, sounds like something in iOS 14.6, and I don't know what to do other than just do your best. And there's bound to be an iOS update. Coming this soon, is Jim. And hopefully, it'll fix it. Yeah, Jim. Uh, fourteen point seven. I heard is in beta now. I don't know whether it's yeah, public, it yeah, is. private beta. So uh, maybe that may correct the problem when it comes out shortly. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So in All the right. meantime, well, I'll you, just play bouncing ball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, y'all. Thank it. you. All righty. Who would like to take their turn at another question? This is Marion. Okay, Mary. I am. Um, I put this on the Facebook uh, post, but I, I don't. I don't remember if anybody responded. Actually, I'm trying to find out um, if anybody knows the best way to watch the Olympics. Um, I don't have cable, so I'm thinking, you know, streaming or an app or a radio station. And so far. What I have found out is um, that in 2016, NBC during primetime offered live audio description for their events. Um, I didn't know that and I didn't, I've lost more vision and I can't see the, the television screen anymore. So I missed the, the 16 Olympics. But um, I also found that BBC radio has a free app and they have um, a sports radio, uh, Radio 5 Live is their sports uh, radio station thing. And um, they're gonna stream a lot of the Olympics, but I'm just wondering if anybody else has, uh, knows anything about that. I was trying to do some Googling before uh, tonight, just before tonight, and I saw a press release from NBC that they're going to have live audio description of the 2023 uh, Winter Games. But um, I couldn't find anything at all about uh, these Tokyo Games or the Paralympics afterwards. Okay, well, this is anything? Okay, Sheree, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, maybe try installing the Peacock app uh, oh, I, I did. That. Yeah, yeah. They actually, right now, if anybody's interested, they have um, six month free trial for Peacock Premium, and I signed up for that. So, uh, yeah, I'm hopeful that that will. But I don't know how much of their content will be audio described, and um, it's not very 
useful to watch it, I found when I tried in 2016 without audio description. I don't know. This is Brad. Did the Peacock, Peacock app replace the, there used to be an NBC app. I guess it goes replaced with the new one. Probably. This, this is, is their subscription. Mm. You know, it's their subscription channel. So, yeah. Could you go ahead, Shree? Yes, it did. I think uh, that's the new NBC app. Uh, okay. And I'm not exactly sure. Um, I didn't hear anything about the audio description, but usually you know, sporting events, you know, usually have a pretty good description that's going on by, uh, you know, the people that are narrating the game. So mm. it's, uh, obviously you probably need audio description for like the opening ceremony and stuff. But typically when I watch the sporting events, you know, somebody's usually narrating it pretty well. Okay. I'm, this is Jerry from Vermont. Go ahead, um, Jerry. I, I do know that I've been watching the, uh, been, been looking forward to the virtual ACB convention. And I don't know whether you get ACB radio, but you can certainly get it on your iPhone. Um, they mm -hmm. are going to broadcast audio description of the opening ceremonies, at least. Oh, the Olympics. Great. Yeah. Great. So I, I, that's, that's what I've heard now. I, I, yeah. I'm kind of kind of new to this virtual convention thing, but that's what uh, that's what they're going to do. Well, if I went to the ACB um, virtual convention last summer and just went to some stuff at NFE, and it's it's really great when we're not yeah. able to be there in person. And I did yeah. notice I looked at their agenda; they're having a lot of different uh, discussions of, about and vendors of audio description yeah. this year at ACB. Yeah. Yeah, well, good luck with that. This is Paul. This is yeah, Chanel. Go Chanel, oh. go ahead, Paul, and then we'll go to Chanel. I was just going to recommend for those interested that uh, there is a website uh, that ACB has with general audio description information. And um, I know they have a contact. So if you had a specific question that wasn't answered regarding the Olympics, it, and I can give the, uh, the website. Go ahead. Is adp.acb.org. And, and again, it's ADP is Audio Description Project. So it's adp.acb.org. All right. Thank you. Thank Paul. you. Okay. Go ahead, Chanel. Okay. Um, and ACB has been doing a number of changes on their website um, so that for all their What's going to be open at the convention or what is going to be a convention, you can look at their acbconvention.org. That's all one word. And then they have acbmedia.org. And they have a link, an ACB link app that works with their um, ACB media, which was the ACB radio. But they've moved that with a bunch of other their other things. And um yeah, it's going to be, there's lots of people, the registration reopens again on July 14th, but you'll be able to catch pretty much all the content um, on your iDevice or other player, you know, using the 10 ACB media streams. So, so there's definitely so a lot to check out. Hang on, hang on. Let's oh. say your name. I'm, I'm sorry, it's Jim. Yeah, go ahead, Jim. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I uh, wanted to ask... I have the ACB radio app on my phone. Do I need to replace that with the ACB media app or will that do the same job? This is Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. 
Yeah, no, the ACB, as long as you have your automatic updates turned on, the ACB Link app has recently updated or was supposed to whatever. So that one will be sufficient and it should include all 10 streams. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Say it again. Oh, one more thing. Where can I get the agenda? Okay. Hang on guys. Hang on guys. We just remember one person at a time. So Jody was there and then you go back to Jim. Okay. Jody, go ahead. No, Jim can go first. Okay, Please, Jim, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. I believe Chanel where... said you could go to acbconvention.org. That's acbconvention, oh. all oh, one okay. character. This is Herbie with something really Hang quick. On. Okay, go ahead, Herbie, real quick. You know, just so people are aware, um, if you are on Clubhouse, and if you're not, you should get on there. ACB holds an event I every morning at 8 p.m. Central Time, and that is a great place where you can go and they do allow people on stage and you can ask, uh, you know, questions of them directly. So I just want to recommend that for your ACB questions. All righty. Thank you, Herbie. Okay, Jody, go ahead. I was going to say ACB radio used to be one channel on the A-Lady or your smart, any smart speaker. And now they have ACB media, which is actually 10 channels. So you just enable ACB media. And then when you uh, play it, then you can pick one of 10 channels. Yeah, by saying ACB one to 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 ten, and uh, uh, there's a guide that's probably on their website for what each channel is. Because you do know how to find that on the web page oh, on the ACB Media website, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm, I'm not sure where it is on that page. And the NFB has a, cha- uh, a, a an A Lady channel now called uh, Nations Blind. Okay, great. Was that just for convention or is that on all the time? Oh, that's all the time. Although it's not as yeah. active by far as ACB, but uh, they're, okay. they're gearing up. But they right. did they did have a lot of the convention events on Nations Blind while they were running the convention. When is the all ACB right. convention? It starts Friday. Oh, okay. The so they the NFC one. Yeah. Okay. Susan. Okay, well, thank you, Jody. That's... Susan. Go ahead, Susan. Yeah, y'all mentioned something about registration. If it's not going to be, you know, uh, like in the before this virus stuff started, if it's not going to be held with a group of people and it's only going to be online, then does that mean that people are still going to have to pay all that money just to listen to it online? Uh, and register this is, this is brad i do know the acb requires registration and i believe the fee is twenty dollars and yes. it registration i can't remember when it closed but i believe it's supposed to reopen wednesday uh, i would assume 8 a.m or something like that wednesday the 14th day after tomorrow this is dan this is Go jim ahead, dan hang on jim okay, yes. okay. Dan uh, and okay uh in response to Susan regarding uh, listening to the ACB uh, streams for the convention. No, you don't have to register to listen to the ACB streams. Uh, you can do that just fine. But if you register, then you have the opportunity to participate in the Zoom sessions. So that was just my comment. Oh, Thank that's you. good Go to ahead. know, because I wouldn't be interested in doing that, just listening to it. But I remember, this is, this is I mean, if, I, if I understand correctly, you can listen to it on the radio too, right? ACB radio. 
This is Michael. I'm going to break in here. Okay, uh, thanks. We, Thank we you. We need to stop the discussion on the ACB convention. We've, we've already provided sources where to go to find all the information. And so we need to get back to what, what this forum is intended for, please. All righty. Thank you, Michael. All right. Who's got a new question for us? This is Jody. Okay, Jody. I I I wonder. My volumes have been all over the place. It, you know, today I missed a bunch of text messages because I was looking at emails, and I didn't hear the tones. Because and, and and I'll be on a call, and voiceover will be faint, and it, it's like I know there's audio ducking, which I've you know which I've played around with, and I've tried looking at various places to change the volumes on on different segments, you know, different features of the phone. How can I consistently get everything to have the same volume? Hmm. We'd like to help Jody with a volume or volume question. Well, this is Brad. I know there has been some funny things going on ever since iOS 14 came out back in September. I experienced some of the same issues. A lot of times I don't get text message notifications. Um, they don't come to my watch. They don't come. The phone is just silent. Um, yeah. And it has been going on since iOS 14 debuted. I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Hopefully Apple will get this resolved. If you haven't already, I believe you can um, talk to Apple Accessibility, or I believe you can write support at apple.com and just let them know these things are ongoing because the only way they're going to be able to fix it is if we voice our concerns and let them know the issues that we're experiencing. Okay, thank you. I don't so know an answer for you. No, it's not just you. This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. I'll second that. And uh, one thing that I have done, only way I can correct it is to turn the phone off, turn it back on. But one thing I do have on my messages app is the badges. So at least in my uh, message app is at the top left of the home screen. So every time I go to the home screen, I'll at least get that badge voiceover, tell me that number, and if I'll see quickly if it has changed even if i haven't heard the messages come in all right okay That's good. thank you good advice okay i hope that Not helps out jody say it again who is that xavier go ahead xavier yes i had one quick question i had signed up for iBug training to be a mentee and i haven't heard anything can anyone help me out with that or guide me this somewhere? is sonia yeah, go ahead, Sonia. Yes, we are working on that. There's a bit of a backlog, and I'm sorry for that, but we will be contacting you very soon. So thank you very much. All right, thank you. Okay, well, thank you, Sonia. Okay, who hasn't had a chance to ask a question who'd like to This is Paul. There? Go ahead, Paul. Okay, I will attempt to explain this. Um, uh, this is regarding email. And uh, I want to emphasize that everything worked fine until maybe maybe two weeks ago. I can't pinpoint when it stopped. Uh, I have an iPhone 12 Pro, and I have a Mac Mini, 
And for well over a year, I have been doing email on both, most of the time on the Mac Mini. So for example, I, ha I have two email addresses. One is a Verizon, one is Gmail. And most of my messages come through Verizon. And most of them I delete. Um, but sometimes I will move a message from the Verizon inbox. For example, if I want to keep something regarding the iBug meetings, I will simply move the message to a folder. And the folders are subfolders in my uh, Gmail. And it has worked not 100%. Occasionally, there's been a, an issue. But now, when I move a message, when I'm on my Mac, and then I go on my iPhone. Oh, hold on. This is Sandia. Paul? Yes. Uh, this is, we are primarily dealing with the iPhone here. So, I mean, can you okay. tell us your well, issue I'll, with, are you, if you're having an I'll, issue on your iPhone? Because we do have yeah. a separate call for the back. Yeah, I, so, I will jump you. over to the iPhone. I, I just good, good, wanted to okay. give a little background. Sorry for the confusion. So I will go on my iPhone and the display will not display properly. The, the message, for example, that I just explained that I moved, did not move. It, it's in the same spot on the iPhone. The iPhone is not updating properly. Uh, I can, I can um, I've, you know, shut the folds down and reboot it and all that good stuff. So I, I'm just trying to figure out what could cause the iPhone to no longer properly display emails that match the Mac when it was up until a couple, three weeks ago, working almost perfectly. Okay, let's see. Who thinks they might be able to help out Paul with what's going on with his email, moving messages from his Verizon inbox to a folder in his Gmail on his iPhone? I'll give you one example that might help. For example, if I'm on the Mac Mini and well, I delete stick to the I, iPhone, I, I I know, but this I can't do that without explaining what happens. If I'm on the Mac and I I'm in my Gmail inbox and I delete a message that I get from Netflix, which happens all the time, I then go to my iPhone and the message is still in the Gmail inbox. It's as if it never updated, and and because it very recently started. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming what I'm going to do is on the iPhone, delete the account and, and reinstall it. But this is Jim. Go ahead, Jim. I, I'm not a Mac user. So, all right. Let me start out by saying that. Sorry mm -hmm. about that, but guys. But in any event, it sounds to me like it's more of a synchronization issue. Mm -hmm. So I would check those settings first. And how would one do that? Oh, this is Paul. I know. I think I remember hearing a podcast a long time ago about how you do that. You can get your iPhone to sync with your other devices, other Apple devices. For example, an iPad, if you will. And I think you go into phone settings and there's a setting there. Uh, you might check that. Uh, I, like I say, I don't have an iPad anymore, and uh, I'm a Windows user, so 
I won't mention the dreaded Mac, but at any rate, I would check those synchronization settings if you can find them. This is Paul. Go ahead, Paul. I just will mention one more thing. I, I have on the phone gone into settings uh, and under mail, the mail app, there are settings, uh, for example, to, to, to fat, fetch and how often email gets updated, right. things like that. So I've I didn't want to change any of that at first because I hadn't changed it before the problem started, but I have experimented a little bit with that and it doesn't, has not seemed to make a difference. Well, okay. Um, this is Brad. Uh, I'm Kelsey with a suggestion. Yeah, go ahead, Kelsey. I had a similar issue a couple weeks ago between my iPhone and my iPad and I talked to Apple Accessibility and they had me delete the account and reinstall it on my phone. And unfortunately that didn't, you know, I'm still having the same problem. So I wonder if it's a, a bug in the software because I, I've had the same issue. So I'm not that sure. Makes, this Paul, excuse me, that makes me feel better. <laughs> This is yeah, no, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I had better news, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still having issues too. So I wonder. This, this, this is this is Brad, and I'm 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 wondering. I I have some experience with using multiple accounts, but I'm not really. Have you ever had a problem before moving something from your inbox in your Verizon to an, another mailbox in your? google because i've not had a lot of experience doing that because it seems to me that to go from one mail account to another you kind of need to forward the email to that other email address you're moving it from one server to another and i'm i was hoping herbie might come in with something there because i know he's got a lot of experience using gmail and other email accounts i um but I've always just used a, a, a saved mail account within each of my mail accounts. I've never really tried moving from one account to another using the move folders on my uh, device. So uh, I really don't know what this to tell Herbie. you. This is Sonia. Go ahead, Herbie. I just make use of the all unbox. I mean, I, I never try to move stuff with the mail account. Most of the time, I just rely on all unboxes for my mail, no matter the uh, Apple device I'm on. Mm, so, and okay. I use IMAP. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so everything is in sync with the server. And um, Jim, you know, had read my, you know, I, I agree with Jim when I think it's, he said it's some kind of syncing issue. So, one device is connecting with the server, the other one isn't. And um, so I think you do have a syncing issue, but I just use all inboxes. And um, if I need to go into, the only time I'll go specifically into the account is if I need to get into subfolders like trash yeah. or whatever. Um, but um, just keep in mind too, if you've made some changes on your Mac, there are changes you can make on your Mac that would not transfer over to your iPhone. So if you do anything with creating folders or whatnot, make sure you do it on your server side and not 
on your computer um, or device because that way everything will remain synced up with each other. And that's okay. Thank you, Herbie. Go ahead, Sandia. Uh, Terry Ann had a comment. Okay. Uh, Terry, go ahead. Um, I was going to say that I've had syncing issues between my phone and my watch. And so I, and I know lots of other people who have as well, because in theory, when you delete something or do something with one, if things are properly synced there, you know, it's supposed to happen with the other device, but mm -hmm. it hasn't always since iOS 14. Mm -hmm. So I wonder yeah. if there is a bug there that's not allowing that to happen. Okay, could be, could be. Again, if you're having some of these problems, it's not all not a bad idea to let Apple accessibility or Apple support know, because the only way they're right to do anything about these issues is if, if we as users persistently let them know. All right, Paul, I wish we could have a definitive answer for you, but that's about the best we can do, I think. Let's see. Oh, this, this, is, this is Paul. I, real okay. quick, I just wanted to thank everyone. It, it was a very, very helpful. I appreciate all your help. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Who hasn't had an opportunity? You'd like to give us our next question. Anybody? Who hadn't had a chance who'd like to? Surely there's someone. Well, this is Herbie, if nobody else has a question. Go ahead, Herbie. So I just want to know if this is a bug with iOS 15. And you'll be able to answer this without knowing iOS 15. Just I want to preface that. Um, so um, because I actually need uh, the answer from iOS 14 users. So I have a weird issue where I have DoorDash, I can't find the cart button where I can't get to, can, you know, finalize the order and stuff on the phone. And I just want to know if anybody has used the DoorDash app with iOS 14 in the last couple of weeks and if they this have this Jim. problem. Yep. Go ahead, Jim. I am not a DoorDash. Dash user, but I have seen issues on other social media platforms where people were complaining about the DoorDash app and they're having a hard time, uh, you know, completing their purchases on DoorDash. And they, a lot of them have stopped using it. All right. As a so result of that. You. So we'll it see. may be, you know, that it is a DoorDash issue rather than a. Uh, okay. uh, a yeah. build, you know, a software issue with right. iOS. Okay, go ahead, Susan. Yes, I have been having a lot of problems with that for a long time now. Uh, the last time was just this past Saturday, and a friend of mine was over here. He was trying to place his own order, uh, and... <laughs> He really had a problem too. Uh, he got part, um, first it said his order was delivered, which it was not. 
Then oh, he had the, you know, and it is just all okay, kinds okay. of problems going on with DoorDash. It sounds like something yes. completely different, Susan. Yeah, I'm specifically about the when you're done adding stuff to the cart, there's like, you know, no. a view yeah. cart button type thing. And that's yeah. what I'm yeah, specifically asking about. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to find out. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I think it's all connected together because yes, no, it, this is the- a, okay. So this is Herbie. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Susan. I do apologize, Go ahead, Herbie. but um, so with iOS 15, we have some buttons that actually do disappear, like the play button with music and Audible. And so I want to know if this. I'm just asking if the buttons disappeared for iOS 14 users, because I want to know if it's linked to that see. issue. This is Brad. Like Jim, I'm not a DoorDash user, but I have heard on a number of different forums, people for a long time now complaining about the on again, off again issues with DoorDash accessibility. It'll be fine. And then an update to the app will come out. And then it's pretty much what you're talking about. They break it. Buttons can't find buttons. Things don't work. Voiceover doesn't recognize things. Oh, I think they've got an accessibility issue going on there at DoorDash. All right. Well, that's what I was curious to know. All right. Thank well, you. thank you, Herbie. Okay. Anybody? Another one who hasn't had an opportunity to speak up tonight. It's Kathy. Roy. Okay. Well, hang on. Let's go with Kathy, and then we'll go with. Was that Roy, I believe. Go ahead, Kathy. Can I um, ask a follow-up question to uh, a game from yesterday on the iPhone? Yes, please. I was trying to play Solitaire, uh, and I I think I just forgot the phrase I wanted to ask about. So it's starting to do that thing. It says, um, um, so I'm touching the screen and there's, I want to hear what the, where the cards are. And it's saying that phrase it said for games, like, um, I just can't think of what it is. I went on to just check it and I forgot it already. Um, touch. It's kind of like it's saying like touch screen location or it's saying something. I don't understand what. This is Chanel. Thank you. Go ahead, Chanel. Oh, no, I, sh- I forgot. Oh, direct touch area. Is that what it's saying? Yeah. So what is that? And what do I do about okay, it? Okay. So you need to see if you can turn your rotor um, to until your rotor says direct touch. And then you can flick down or up, whatever, to, to turn it um, on. Okay. So I want it on. Yeah. And sometimes that'll happen if you leave the app and come back or... If um, I don't, let's see. Does it? I've seen it in other games where I can just kind of work around it, like on um, um, <laughs> and you are. Other... You... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is Chanel. Uh, you, mm-hmm. Are you are using the blindfold solitaire game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um. It said the same thing. I've gone to the first game and it's so there is something called direct touch in in the um I don't think I have it in my rotor yet. Or you it'll think only it's there. show oh I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Chanel, go ahead. So sorry. I know we're supposed to say I'm getting in such bad habits. Okay. okay. Um, it will only say direct touch or only show that in your rotor when you're actually in an app that uses it. It's kind of like context uh, okay. specific. So I just have to find it and turn it on. Yeah. This okay. is Brad. Chanel, could you review how to make sure that that is turned on in voiceover and that that option is turned on in the rotor yeah i will um try to simulate that i've not had that problem in a while but it is something that should just show in the rotor but i will i will double check um okay can i throw out another question i've been having with my rotor uh, it's real quick because i know we got somebody else who's waiting right after you, you sorry wanna... well so every time i go a lot of times when i go into the rotor i turn on my braille keyboard which i which i'd like to do to use more but every time when i'm trying to go from like even characters to words i get that stupid braille keyboard so i go from characters and then i really want words so i go one more time and it says braille keyboard and then it goes into the braille keyboard and then i turn it again and it goes into comes out of braille keyboard and goes onto portrait and i can't find the words it's like it skips a whole the rotor doesn't always show me every item that I want to get to. Sometimes that, does that make any sense? This is Terry. Go ahead, Terry. I wonder if um, there is a way to reorder things that you have on your rotor so that um, they will show up uh, one after the other according to the way you want them to show up. So, and I wonder if that's the problem here. So maybe I should change. Kathy, maybe I should change my order. Yeah. In, okay. Okay, I'll try that. Okay. And I'll... All righty, thank you. Now, I know Roy has been waiting patiently. So, Roy, if you're still with us. Yeah, I am. I believe it was Jody asked a while ago about the alert volume sound going down. If you go yeah. to settings to sounds and haptics, Underneath the heading for your alerts, there's a, I guess you'd call it a scroll bar where you can change it to 100%. And just below that, there's a checkbox that says, don't use the side buttons to change your volume. If you'll uncheck that, I think you'll find buttons. that the volume will stay much more consistent. It's a good tip. Thank Jody. you, Roy. Yeah, go ahead, Jody. Thank you, Roy. I, I did that already. Oh, did you? Well, I did notice there's yeah, a new setting. You. If you keep flicking down, there is an option to lock sound volume. Yep. I hadn't tried yeah, I've that. Done that hmm. You did that too? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I did that too because my, my ringtone was going up and down when I adjust the volume buttons and you lock, you can lock your ringtone too. Thank you very much. Yep, I did that. Okay, good deal. All right. Thank you, Roy. Okay, folks, who might, who's got another one for us? Let's, if there's somebody who'd like this to. This is Terry. Okay, go ahead, Terry. Um, a, a friend of mine yesterday asked me um, if there was a way to use two iPhones or two cell phones with, uh, to use one number one phone number on two different cell phones. And I said that I knew that it can be done, but it's not 
permitted. He mentioned to me that he talked with Apple Accessibility and someone told him that, yes, it is a doable thing. I wonder that people are able to do it. I'm still not sure that's right. He was going to go to the Apple store today, but I wonder if anybody else has heard of such a thing. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Yes, I do know how it can be done, and I've never done it on purpose. It's just the way things work. And actually, to be fair, I've never actually tried answering the call on my own phone. But basically, if you get, like when I order my new phones from Apple, I already order, I order with the SIM card, and I don't change the SIM card from one phone to another because it's one less thing I have to worry about. And what happens is, when you activate the new SIM card, your old SIM card may not fully deactivate until you wipe the old phone. So theoretically, that is how you could use um, the phone with two phones. If you know, there are options for Wi-Fi calling and all that, that does not work with an, a deactivated SIM card on an old phone. I think, think the SIM card actually has to be activated. Um, so that's how you can use both phones as a cell phone. Now, one other thing I will tell you in general is if you have an older iPhone, you can still use the internet functions of it just by having it signed into the same iCloud account or a different iCloud account. Um, but it has to be on Wi-Fi. You can't use it as a cell phone. But I think if you have two SIM cards, um, that's how the only way I know of how it could be done. Thank you, Herbie. Hope that answered your question, Terry. Okay. Was there this Thomas here in Grand Junction? Okay, Thomas, go ahead. Hang yeah, on. I just had a real quick question. Could somebody explain to me what containers are? Ooh, okay. That's a good one. I'd like to explain to Thomas about containers. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Okay, I was uh, hoping somebody else would explain this. So I could say that containers are something you put stuff in, but um, you already knew that. Um, containers, first of all, it's something that you're gonna use more on the iPad than you will on the phone. And it's really meant for a split screen. So like on the iPad, you will have apps. Um, I'll use settings as a great example or um, mail as another one. So settings, when you open settings on the iPad, if you were to do your standard flick gesture, you're gonna see, um, you know, like on the main, if you open, so you open settings and let's say you wanna take a look at your mail settings. Well, if you double, double tap mail, if you keep flicking to the right, you're still going to see everything else in that screen um, that, you know, on the main screen, instead of acting like you uh, double tapped a button. So, and what you do, that's when you would go to your rotor and the iPad, go down to containers, and that would take you to the other side of the screen that is now open. Um, I, I've heard, I think some, somebody on this call might've been Keith or somebody say they used it in Safari on the iPhone. I personally have not, but I think, you know, it's really meant for like a split screen type thing. That's, you know, the best way I know how to 
describe them. So you know, it's basically yeah, it's basically these go between multiple screens, Brad. Yep. This is Brad. I've always looked at it as like sections of a screen. They call them containers. This is Keith. But even on your uh, iPhone's home screen, you know, for example, a section might be the status bar or the home screen area where the icons are or the dock down at the bottom, for example, of three different sections. Um, Go ahead, Keith. That's exactly what I was going to say. It allows the developer to uh, divide up the home, not the home screen, but the screen basically. And like Herbie was saying, that's a good example is the split screen on the iPad. That's two different containers. Exactly. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's see. I think I heard someone else right when Thomas spoke up and this is Chanel. Okay, Chanel, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, now I am using iOS 15, but I do see direct touch in my voiceover settings. So hopefully you're still here, Kathy, but you basically go to, oh, good, um, settings and then voiceover and then rotor. And I've rearranged my rotor quite a bit, but I still think direct touch would be quite a ways down there. And you want to make sure it says selected. Um, and you can, you know, reorder your rotor if you want to, but, um, then when you turn the rotor, you'll eventually find it. And I was not able to reproduce that problem. I have not had the problem in a while, but when I do have it, I will find a way to contact you and let you know how I got out of it. But I'm pretty sure I just do my rotor gesture. It doesn't matter which direction clockwise or counterclockwise, um, it's usually one rotor twist away in any direction. Okay. And then you land on direct touch and then you can flick up or down to turn it on. Okay, great. Thank yep. you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Chanel. Okay, thank you. And thanks okay, for having we... me check, Brad. <laughs> I appreciate that. Always good to get a good review. Um, I got three minutes till the bottom of the hour and the halfway point. Who's got a really quick question that maybe we can take care of in the time we've got before halfway point. This is Jody with a quick comment. Okay, Jody. I just want to let everybody know I found out at the NFB convention that the KNFB reader uh, app is now free. Wow. Very yeah, Ray nice. Kurzweil gave a presentation and the KNFB reader is now free. And it started out at $100, so that's really a good deal. I got it when it was 50 Yeah, I got it when it was 79 Yeah. All right. Yep, well, thank you. Free. That's a good tip. That's sure. a good tip. I'd like to say it's also, if you are use NFB Newsline app, they include a, I don't know what to call it, a basic, KNFB basic is included in the Newsline app. So... There is free OCR out there. Okay, thank you, Jody. Let's see. I got 29. That's close enough. That's close think, enough. That's close enough. Thank you so much, Brad. All right, pretty busy there. Okay, so we'd love to hear from anybody who joined us and didn't get to say hello the first time around. Just say who you are, where you're from. Anybody want to say hi? Nikki's here from San Francisco. Hey, Nikki, welcome. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Kathy from Tulsa. Kathy, welcome. 
Dana in Cincinnati. Dana's here. Welcome. Your favorite person's here, Kelsey. All right. Glad you're here. Okay. Good to have you. Anissa from Philadelphia. Hi. Hey, hi. How are you? Great. Good to have you. Okay. Freddie from Galveston County. There's Freddie. Welcome to you, sir. Got all our friends coming in. All right. Anybody else want to say hi? Okay. Thomas from Grand Junction, Colorado. Hey, hi there. Glad to have you. <laughs> good to have you. Okay. So very good. Anybody else? Last time. Okay. Roy from Fort Worth. There's Roy. Hi, sir. How are you? Doing good. Good. Glad to have you. Okay. What is that sign? Okay. Um, real quick. Uh, just review for this week only. Uh, we have a kind of a, well, sort of a busy, sort of a quiet week. Uh, we had our I, club, Clubhouse iBug mini buzz tomorrow from 5 to 6 Central Time on the Clubhouse app, doing much, much of what we're doing right here. And uh, so if you don't get your question in today, please come tomorrow to Clubhouse. Thursday, we have Trekkie Talk from 8 to 9.30. We'll be watching Discovery Seasons 2, Episode 3 and 4. Please check that out. If you need uh, access to the audio description, please send us an email and we will make that happen for you. We just had a wonderful iBug Cafe yesterday afternoon. We talked about all kinds of cool games. Uh, we And uh, that should be up soon, hopefully very soon. And remember, they are uh, our recordings of all of our calls are available on the website, iBugToday.org and on YouTube. Definitely subscribe to our channel. Uh, we are really so grateful for our volunteers who are helping us do that. So thank you. And you can also try to check it out on the A-Lady. We are hearing things that she is not being very cooperative. So we apologize for that. We're going to be working on that. And let's see. We will be back again next Monday. So, okay. But before that, did I? Let me see. I think I forgot that we're doing something on Friday. I think we're going to have our iBug night at the virtual movies and for that, we have somebody, the iBug guy with the indecipherable, opaque, ununderstandable, incomprehensible. I mean, I don't know. There's so many words that we could think of to describe his clues. And so is the wonderful, charming, lovely iBug guy here to tell us about these clues? I'm back. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Yes, yes. We are ready to reveal what the movie will be for this Friday. And again, remember, 7.30 p.m. is the pre-social 8 p.m. for the movie. And stick around after the movie for discussion and trivia. All right. Uh, we are ready to do clues for the movie. And just remember, don't shout out the titles. Say your name. Wait to be recognized. And we'll call on you to provide your guess. All right. Before I get into the clues, though, I've, I've lived in the South pretty much all my life. And I've heard this term. But I still don't know what it means, so maybe some of my other southern friends can tell me. Over yonder. People give me directions, you know, I ask for directions and they'll say. And a lot of times they're pointing, which does me no good, but they say, it's over yonder. 
Are you riding your horse or what? This is Keith. <laughs> Go ahead, Keith. I'll be there. And they probably use it along with fixing to. Yeah, fix, they'll say they're fixing to. Go over yonder. Oh my I don't know okay. if that's if that's close by or like over yonder in the next well, town. That's, that's in between close and far. So okay. this is Jim. All right, Jim. I, I've only lived down south for a couple of weeks, and that was North Carolina, and I'm not even sure that counts. <laughs> but to me, it would seem as though it's a direction as well as an elevation. So I would ask them that. Now, if they say over yonder, which direction? And over also as in how high? Okay. Oh, okay. That's new. All right. All right. Very good. This is Nikki. Move on. Move on. Okay. This is All Nikki. right. We'll, 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 we'll let Nikki. Go fast, her. Nikki. Go ahead. Okay. According to my understanding, it could be anywhere between here and there. It could be across the country. It could be down the street. And this is coming yeah. from a Californian, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I, I, got, I spent a lot of time in Texas. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, Very good. Wow. Here we go. That's Thank you. Know. Let's go, Mr. McCulloch. Let's go with the clues. All right. Clue number one. What? Our what? movie. You're not going to announce it? What is this? Oh, yes. Sorry. I forgot. Yeah. You All right. We are, now ready. we are now ready for Michael Weiberg Mini Show. <laughs> Very good. Here we go. God, here we go. Our clue number one. Our our movie this week is set. The setting of the film takes place over a holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. Thought you were gonna say it was over yonder, but okay. All right. Anybody else? Anybody? Mm -hmm. You're going to say your name before you say any answers. Okay, I think uh, they're Kathy. all... Oh, Kathy. Go ahead, Kathy. Is it The Big Chill? The Big Chill is not correct. I think that took place over Memorial Day weekend, didn't it? Something like Labor Day, Memorial Day. I Maybe forget. Labor Day. Okay. That's a good guess. Dana. Uh, sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Which week holiday weekend was that? Was it Valentine's Day? Oh yeah, I think you're right. They met on Valentine's Day. But this this is is that's not necessarily on the weekend. So okay, go ahead, Shree. Uh, that's not, that's uh, is it Home Alone? Home Alone over the Christmas time holidays nope that's not a week necessarily on a weekend either all right marion we'll take keith, one more guess we gotta go oh, marion keith, oh, right. oh. keith and then marion hold on okay i was just gonna say planes trains and automobiles planes trains and automobiles another one over the christmas holidays which isn't necessarily over a weekend <laughs> okay marion and then we gotta move on okay marion okay. last one for the first clue Okay, since this is Michael, I thought Independence Day. Independence Day! You got the right holiday, but the wrong movie. <laughs> oh! Good, 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 good. Okay. Oh, on, I on. gave it away. I gave it away. Oh, no. Okay. All right, the second clue. The film's director employs a common strategy. strategy. 
Why do I give the clue? Why? <laughs> the film's director employs a common strategy used by Alfred Hitchcock to build suspense. All right, Jim. All right, I won't even guess the name of the cartoon you show before the movie. So <laughs> I'm going to say Born on the Fourth of July. Born on the Fourth of July. Okay, no. No. Next. That's not Nikki. the right movie either. That's a good guess. All right. Nikki. Oh. The Lost Weekend. The Lost Weekend. I've never seen that one, so I don't think that's correct either. Okay. All right. It's an old one. Okay, that's an old one. We'll put that on our list. The Lost Weekend. Who's in that one? Don't worry about it. Ray, Ray Milland. <laughs> Ray Milland. Okay. Oh, uh, was he he's... my favorite Martian? Next. Ray Milland. Hold no. on. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Next clue. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. All right. Moving on. Clue number three. The main character is actually not seen for the first hour of the movie. This is tree. Shree. Is it Jaws? Oh my goodness. Oh no. Jaws is correct. Oh no. Five time champion. Five time champion. Oh my. All right, all right, all right. Oh, we really have the power of the mute button. We have hit a new low. Oh my goodness! Ooh, it's an air shark. Okay, oh, that was going to be my last clue if we didn't if we got that far. So I had to okay. play that one. All um, right, very good, very good. Shree got it on the third clue. How did you get that, Shree? Uh, because I did hear about the main character not showing up in an hour and a half, the movie, uh, over an hour in the movie. Yep, yep, yep. You mean the shark? <laughs> yep. All right, all right, very good. So Jaws, the original Jaws from 1975, starring that guy that I can't remember. And <laughs> Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider. Richard, Richard Dreyfuss. And we don't know the name of the shark. And All Robert right. Shaw. <coughs> oh, hit, go hit, ahead, Terry. Hit, hit. I just want you all to know that I, I'm not a card shark, but I'm a whale of a card player. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Johnny, what do we have for our winner tonight? We have for three for his traveling pleasure, a fishing boat called the Orca. And of course, it will be transformed with our new iBug colors. And in case you uh, get tired of being on the boat, you will also have some free scuba diving lessons. So I hope you're okay with that. Have fun and tell us about your adventure underwater. So, can no, Nikki make a comment? A Careful. Okay, we need to get back on our program here. And once again, thanks everyone for playing. Oh my goodness. Okay, thank you so much, Thanks, Mr. McCulloch. And please say goodnight, Mr. McCulloch. Say goodnight, Mr. McCulloch. Oh, okay.
Oh my god. Stop! 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 Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. We had to take some drastic measures. Okay. Now we are back to our regularly scheduled program. Thank goodness. Okay. Thank you for those wonderful clues. Now, who has a. We're back to our regular program. Any questions? And then at the nine o'clock hour, we will have our new segment, iBug Bites. And that'll be a fun demo that's coming up at the nine o'clock hour. But until then and after that, we will continue with the questions. So, somebody new that has not had a question, a turn. Please ask your question. There are no dumb questions, only the ones that are not asked. So, who do we have? Anybody? This is Shree. Yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. So, I did something really interesting. I, I have a, a 12 and an 8 plus. So, I did a factory reset on my 8 plus, and I did a restore backup of my 12 Pro. So figuring that that way my 8 and 12 kind of mirror each other. But once I uh, restored it, I could not get Siri to work, even though I had access to the internet. I was able to browse the web, do everything, but Siri would always fail to connect. And if I restored it again and did it without, the, without going to the 12 Pro, everything works. Okay. This is Herbie. Yes, sir. Go ahead. So first of all, Shri, did you verify that Siri hasn't decided to take a vacation? All right. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Answer um, the question. But my okay. In all seriousness, so did you double check like all your Siri settings? Um, you know, in the Siri and settings when it was not working. Yes, I was able to do. Hey Siri, it woke up. It just kept saying, "I'm checking." It kept saying, I'm checking, checking, and it would never connect. Hmm. Okay, so it had to do with the way she connected to so like you could get her to talk to you, but interesting. All right. Anybody else have any suggestions for Sri? Which is, is Brad. Brad. Go ahead, Brad. I suspect Sri has stumbled upon an unknown issue with backwards compatibility. And that perhaps restoring, I mean, I would think when you restore, it just restores data and restores settings and things. But there's got to be something about the newer phones, settings and things that don't work with the older device. That's the only thing I can think of. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. You know, I, that was kind of where I was leaning towards. I was trying to figure out if the home button versus not having the home button with the Siri. Uh, but, you know, I did use I did use the wake word also to try it. And um, I ran into the same problem. So, I mean, my fix was basically don't restore it from the backup. Just go fresh, which is what I'm doing now. But I was just kind of curious if anybody had some thoughts on it. All right. Thank you, Sri. Anybody else with a new question? New problem. Anything. It's all free game. Oh, there's Dana. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um well this was going this is going back uh talk from last week. Oh, I'm talking about um 
on like a, an iPhone. How to what? And, um, Sorry, you, you faded out. How to do what with your iPhone? Unwanted callers. Oh, unwanted uh, callers. Okay. Unwanted calls. Uh huh. Um, I found out that if you go to settings and phone phone settings and click on that and then go to um, enable unknown callers and and make that and double tap on that and and turn that on it it will not when an unknown caller calls your phone it will your phone will not ring but it will announce the number voiceover will still say the number but it will say unknown call but your phone will not ring um, that's one way of getting rid of or annoying calls right i guess the i think we've talked about this issue before the one caveat with that at least uh, i even had this with i mean one issue is some of our paratransit people those calls come in as unknown and another one is my even my doctor's office sometimes comes in as unknown so it's uh got to be a little careful there but no thank you that's a great this a great tree. suggestion go ahead street so um i was watching the news and apparently in, by September, all carriers have to submit to the government what their plan is to block these unwanted callers. And if oh, they wow. don't, they're getting fined. Wow. Thank goodness. Good job, Shriek, for watching the news. Very good. Good job. Good news. Wow. All right. Okay, go ahead, Herbie. I posted something, uh, some you know, some similar stuff on Twitter, but um, I was gonna recommend like one app that I like is Umail, and uh, they are really good about identifying spam callers. They've definitely blocked a few, and then they also have um, within the phone app you can report a number if you know it's if it's suspicious, like if it's one of those robocalls. Um, the other thing though, I recommend like whenever possible is the everybody that you can put into contacts and that will free up your caller ID to display just, you know, the random numbers. And that can also really help for me, at least it really helps identify spam callers 99% of the time, because, you know, when I see unknown area codes and things like that, I usually know that it's spam. Um, unless I'm expecting a call from somewhere strange, like say if I'm waiting on a DoorDash order or Uber okay. or something like that. So. All right. This is this is Ned. All right, Ned, and then Terry. Okay. Yes, I've experienced that from my doctors because I may have the number one thousand, you know, the last number one thousand in my contact, but they call in on on line one zero zero one, and I don't have that line mm -hmm. in my contact, so that's why I've experienced that issue. Yes, thank you, Ned. All right, Terry, go ahead. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a call that was listed as, what is it, possible? Possible well, spam, don't. yeah. Yeah, they don't use the word spam, but it's that same idea. And, but it turned out to be a call from my hospital wanting me to take a survey um, because I'd been there for some surgery and they were doing a follow-up. So that call... I really did want to have to take, yeah. but it listed it as spam, which is, right. that's the unfortunate part about this stuff. 
Yeah, you have to kind of be careful. Check your voicemail, hopefully. All right. Thank you, guys. Good good point there, Dana. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Who's next? Somebody new? The new topic? New question? Who has a new issue? This is Sri. Go ahead, Sri. Um, this is not a question. I just wanted to say I found something that when you're on Safari and you type in a URL address, url address and if you hit the period or if you like i use i touch so if you hold on to the the period you will automatically get options for the dot com the dot net dot us and a few other dots without having to type it'll just you'll get an option to select it oh that's pretty and cool. if you use a and if you use a standard typing if you do a two finger double if you use a double tap if you double tap on the period or you double tap and hold, you'll get those options also. Very nice. All right. Thanks, Three. Anybody this else? This is Dan. Yes, this sir. Dan. Go ahead. For clarification there on that, uh, Shree, you have to, do you, uh, with my question, you have to uh, double tap and hold on the period. Is that correct? If you're using standard typing, like we're using, you know, we do double tap to select something, then you double tap and hold. But if you do it, I touch like I do, I just hold the, hold on to the period and then the options will come up. All right, Sri, when you say direct, are you saying I, are you saying direct touch typing? Is that what you mean, touch typing? It, it is yeah, I'm sorry, touch typing. Touch versus, typing. Versus okay. standard typing. Because touch typing, just to clarify, is when you, you know, hear the letter and you lift your finger, then it enters that letter versus standard typing is when you hear the letter and then you double tap it, then it enters it. So, okay, so when you're just, doing, yeah, go ahead, three. Clarification, so on, on what you're saying, Sonia, it is, it is true, but if you do um, direct or I touch, if you hold the letter, it will also select it. Even if, like, let's say, you, you know how we can lift it to select the letter, but if you uh, leave your finger on it for a couple, like a second or so, it will also select the character. And that's what the, the period is doing. So if you if you do typing where you just touch and lift, instead of, touch, instead of lifting it, just keep your finger on the period and then you'll get the options. Okay, I'll have to try that. Didn't know that. Okay, Dan, you were trying to, you had another follow-up for Sri, or is that clear? Uh, yeah, I think I've got it. You, you've got to... Uh... You've got to hold on the period in order to bring up those options. Is that right? Yeah. I think that's the way it works. All right. Very cool. I um, actually have, okay, well, who, who else has a question? Anybody? This should be a fairly straightforward question. How do you do the caps lock? Somebody's always typing iBug, and I'm sitting there literally typing capital this B, capital Terry. U. Go ahead, Terry in. To turn on the caps lock, you uh, quadruple tap the shift key. My goodness, quadruple tap the shift key. I never would have guessed that, but okay. I, I used to be able to do it some way, but. This is Brad. Brad. They changed it. Okay. Prior to iOS 13, uh -huh. it used to be a triple tap of yeah. the shift key. Okay. Okay. And then for the longest time, when iOS 13 came out, I'm like, what the hell happened to it? <laughs> and then because I happened to use my wife's phone for something, which is not my regular. And when I turned Your on voiceover, my wife's phone, oh, okay. iPhone, 
right, uh, hints was turned on voiceover hints which of course i'm i'm too cool to use hints right uh -huh. so i use voiceover all the time every day for several years so i turned it on and i went to type something in and i touched that caps that your shift key and it said trip quad you know quadruple tap for <laughs> whatever it said and i went that's what they did they changed it now i've also <laughs> discovered um on my own phone if you touch the shift key it will say swipe up for caps lock oh all right. this is I, I heard keith in there go ahead sir i was going to say the other way is to swipe up and it'll say caps lock and if you double tap that it'll put you into cap all caps uh, or caps lock mode and this is okay i think i heard somebody was somebody else trying to make a comment kathy or okay i was all breathing right. in but I was okay you can breathe you're allowed to breathe okay all yeah, right if you just want the next letter capitalized don't you isn't that when you just hit it twice and you'll just get the first letter because you're saying words if you want it in caps lock mode go ahead keith so if it says shift yes just tap it uh do the double tap on it and that will capitalize the next letter and go back to lowercase if you swipe up and you hear caps lock and double tap it then it will stay capital letters until you turn it off i hear brad this in there thank you go ahead this brad and marty. marty i think maybe what kathy's talking about there's a setting in the general settings under keyboard that I believe you can toggle this on that will auto capitalize the first letter of a sentence. Yes, yes. Mm. All right. I hope that helps. Marty, let's oh, that's what I was yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. Um if if you um if you hit the shift and the way I found it easiest to get the shift key is I go in that first row, the ZXC, and I just go to the left of the Z, and there's the shift. And if you're in standard, not standard, but the uh, touch typing, if you just touch the shift and release, your that your one, one the next letter that you type will be capitalized. Thank you so much. And I think I heard three in there. Three. Yeah, I was just going to say, <clears throat> I mean, this is kind of like a, a, a side option for you, especially if you type this, you know, I bug today a lot is maybe create a, a keyboard shortcut, like maybe do a at at or something that would automatically yes. do all that extra work for you. Yes, I know. I, I should do that. I will. All right. Well, very good. Yeah. Text replacement, I believe is what it's called. So yes, thank you guys. It's Kathy. Yes, ma'am. Well, because of all this, I sort of gave up on capitalizing things. Just am I turning into a real pig or is that happening all <laughs> over the world? It's just too much trouble. You saw the periods, you know a sentence is starting. It's oh, so funny. Okay, is Kathy turning into a pig? Anybody want to weigh in on that one? Brad. Grammatical Brad, pig. Go ahead, Brad. A grammatical pig. Okay. I'm not touching it. <laughs> Okay. This is Keith. This is go ahead, Keith. I was just gonna say I do not think it's as bad as all this non-punctuation that's going on, especially Twitter. It's just run-on sentences, but so I think you're safe. Yeah. 
She said, as long as I use punctuation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, what? Sorry, go ahead, Keith. I was just going to say whoever that is that's not capitalized in the letters. I'm not saying it's you, Kathy. <laughs> all right. And well, I do know, I didn't know this all the time. I, somebody told me that, you know, I guess this is obvious, but like if you accidentally put everything in all caps, that that's a sign of anger. Like I, I didn't know that like writing a capital K, I mean, I've done that before. And my niece said that that was rude. And I was like, rude. I didn't know that it was rude. So this is Keith. Yes. Yeah, you're screaming at somebody in all caps. Oh, yeah. Right. So we got to be careful with that, okay? So I, I, I find, out the, find out the hard way. So so this is Herbie. Yes, go ahead, Herbie. So then, okay, so the B-U-G is in caps for iBugs. So then does that mean that you are you guys are screaming at us? Yeah, I, we are proud of iBugs. I guess we are. Yes, it's three. Go ahead. It, it's it's all caps and red. Then what? You're, then you, if it's all caps and font colors red then you're screaming oh, okay all right well we if will it's black it just means you got to pay attention it's oh. important okay but red usually means that you're upset okay okay this well, is nikki yes ma'am well when i when i somebody i i did something in caps and my son-in-law said quit shouting at me i said <laughs> i'm not shouting at you he said yes you are you put everything in caps so I thought, okay, cool. Whatever. So we, we <laughs> the first are, time I've heard about it being screaming. <laughs> yes, we are learning etiquette here, y'all. Etiquette is important because we are, we may not even, you know, realize what we're doing. And I mean, also, you know, just wanted to mention, remember how there are also ways when you send text messages, there are those ways to send things with effects, which I love to play with. And one of these days we'll talk about those. Those are a lot of fun. All this right. Yes, sir. Uh, just a comment. Kirby said the bug is actually an acronym. So I think acronyms are acceptable to be caps, aren't they? Yes, it's an acronym. Mm -hmm. I love the word acronym. Okay, now we are at the wonderful nine o'clock hour and we have Mr. Brad is going to show us something super cool. We will mute everybody for just a moment and it'll be a quick demo and then we will be back. Okay, are we good? Sorry, Brad, you got muted again. Go ahead and mute yourself. Okay, second time's charm. Thought I had heard you already do the mute. Yeah. Okay, we good. Here we go. What are we calling this section? I can't remember. I bug bites. I bug bites. Okay, here's a little helpful bite for everybody. We all, from time to time, need to use. Um, do not disturb, be it when we're in a meeting, on a Zoom call, on Clubhouse, and we don't want to get kicked out with our phone should ring, or perhaps we're at a doctor's appointment, and it's rude to have your phone ring and you're occupied talking to the doctor. So we turn on do not disturb, but we forget to turn it off. Well, a very helpful feature in, in the phone is that you can uh, set a calendar entry for a meeting you might have, a Zoom call, a clubhouse event, and then you are able to go to the control center and you are able to turn on uh, Do Not Disturb using a double tap and hold of the Do Not Disturb button and a number of options will pop up. So 
let me demonstrate here. Can you hear my uh, iPhone, Sonia? A little oh, louder, I'm please. In. You know, I'm. Yeah. How's that? Better? Google. That's Google. pretty good. Right, yeah. There you go. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. So I trust we all know how to make a, a little calendar entry. Uh, they don't have to be much. You can just put something in there, say, Zoom call and uh, date and time, or in this case, I have the iBug Buzz in my calendar. 97% so battery power. To, Control center. I, I touch the status bar and I flip up with three fingers. I still like the old way to open the control center. Do not disturb. Uh, my call. do not disturb what's on because I'm in the middle of the call. So I've turned it off and now I'm going to show how to turn it back on. I'm going to navigate to do not disturb. the do Switch not disturb. And I am going actions to actions available. Where are the actions? Available? Open controls. Ah. Activate. Default. Open controls. Open control. I bet that does the same as what I was going to show. Double tap and hold. Do not disturb. Switch button. Off. I double tap and hold. For one hour. Button. And it opens a little context menu. And the first item on the context menu is for one hour. Well, that might be good. Um, until tomorrow morning. Until tomorrow. Button. That might be good for overnight. Until I leave this location. Home. Okay. Button. Until the end of this event. 1930 to 2130 iBug Buzz. Button. Okay, there it is. iBug Buzz from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Now, if I double tap that. Do not I, disturb. Switch button. Do not on. disturb is turned on and it will stay on until the end of this calendar event, which in this case is uh, 9.30 p.m. Or in my case, it's 21.30, same thing. Um, you can generally turn that on just a few minutes before the uh, calendar appointment begins. If you have a need for these things to even come on a little bit before that, you might adjust the time when you create a calendar event. For example, uh, if I had the need to, I could go back to this one and instead of it starting at 7.30 p.m., I can make it 7.15. And then a few minutes before 7.30, 7.15, I would be able to access the uh, do not disturb button in my control panel and activate it and it will stay on do not disturb until the end of the calendar event. So that's a quick iBug bite that hopefully people will find useful. That's it. Are we there? Very cool. Thank you, Brad. Okay. Yes. Always need something like that. It seems like the doctor is like digging in your ear or whatever, and then the phone's ringing and you're like, oh my God, just don't, don't, don't mess up while you're in my ear, you know? So, okay. Or you're in court. <laughs> yeah, that too, in court. You're jaywalking. Try, try to stay out of court. Yeah, okay. Thank you, you, Brad. Any questions for Brad? Three. Go ahead, three. <clears throat> so, Brad, um, will all the calendar events come up in that option? Well, the ones that are pertinent for the time, you know, the current time, for example, if I had had a doctor's appointment this morning at 10 o'clock, that's not going to show up at seven in the evening. Uh, if I have a doctor's appointment at 10 and I go to the um, control center and double tap and hold on the do not disturb button. <clears throat> it won't show up until 
I'm not exactly sure what the time is, maybe 10 minutes before the event is scheduled. If I have the 10 o'clock doctor appointment and I go at, at 9.30, it's it probably not going to show up yet. It's certainly not going to show up at 9 a.m. Like I said, maybe, I haven't looked that closely, maybe at uh, 9.45, certainly by 9.50, 10 minutes before, it's going to show up, which is another reason why you might want to uh, you know, if your appointment starts at 10, but you know you want to be able to access this feature a little early, you might set your doctor appointment time for 9.45 instead of 10, something this like is, that. But, this is Marty. Okay, uh, go ahead, Marty. Um, I think it's 15 minutes before because is that it? with, um, I have the Sirius XM asked me one time, do I want to be reminded before like every Phillies game. So 15 minutes before uh, the game, I get the reminder that the game yeah, will be on. That's, that's not necessarily the same thing. I'm looking at um, when it's available to show up in this context menu on the do not disturb button in the um, control center. So also maybe that you, is, I'll you, have to look and see. Also, if you activate the do not disturb on your phone, do you have to separately do it for your watch? Depends on how you got your watch set up. Oh, okay. okay. Great. It can okay. be set to when you when you turn do not disturb on one device, it turns it on on both. Again, that's in your watch settings. So. Okay. okay. Thanks. Thank you, Marty. Okay, go ahead, Jim. I guess my issue with that would be, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. Uh, if you're, if you've got a ride, you know, that's coming to get you, uh, you want to make sure you're able to hear your phone ring when they pull up outside. Otherwise, one of you or both of you are going to be disappointed. Yeah, true. All this right. is Ned. Ned, go ahead, Ned. Yes, uh, my question is this. I think one time I, I was in an appointment and I muted my telephone so it wouldn't ring. So well, what happened you, to you, Ned? Go ahead, say it again. Sorry. So I, I muted my phone so it uh -huh. wouldn't ring. Mm -hmm. It would vibrate. But I think my voiceover talked. So when you mute your phone, does it do both voiceover and the functions on the phone, like ringing or dinging or anything? This isn't muting your phone. This is turning on do not disturb. Do not disturb yes. will silence all um, notifications and alerts and phone calls. Yes. Now, if a text message comes in, it probably won't make the text message alert sound, but if the, and it probably won't wake up your phone either. However, there is a separate setting in voiceover settings to have voiceover read alerts, automatically read alerts that come on the screen. Some people choose to have that turned on Others choose to not use that feature. I've never been a fan of that feature because then it would just randomly read around aloud any text message that comes in for anyone who happens to be nearby to hear. And I learned long ago that that's not a good idea. So yeah, this is Sunday. So for Ned, I would suggest maybe you turn off your speech, just do a three finger double tap if you don't you know, if you don't want to do what Brad said and, you know, change your setting as far as whether voiceover reads incoming 
uh, you know, messages on the lock screen or whatever, you could maybe just silence your speed. It depends on how worried you are about, you know, yeah. people hearing things or disturbing uh, what's going on in the meeting. So. Okay. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. All right. Or you could always, another option is to just wear headphones. I know people that there's uh, some people that always have one earbud in their ear, you know, and that's, uh, you know, that's another way to avoid some of this stuff happening. All right. Thank you, Brad. Any other follow-up questions for Brad? Nikki has a question. Okay, Nikki and then Jody. Go ahead, Nikki. But this is, somebody mentioned do not disturb. And you're talking about um, setting something else up. But if, when I put in do not disturb, if I'm facilitating a program, nothing will come through except the alarms that I have set. Is there a way of turning them off? I do not know because I'm not a okay. big, I set an alarm to wake me up in the morning, but I don't use them for any, any other time of the day. I know you use them for all kinds of things to alert you to different um, things you've got right. going on throughout yeah, the day. Yeah, usually five minutes ahead of time. Otherwise yeah. I'd never get anywhere. Thank you very much. Okay, so I would just, this is something, I know that a long time ago, there was like, this was on, like, it was got a lot of media attention. Some guy was at an orchestral concert or something, and um, some alarm went off. And I believe the story was that he had it on Do Not Disturb, but the alarm came through, and it was just like this big, you know, like, oh, I can't believe we this happened kind of thing. But anyway, all right, uh, I think somebody, uh, Jody, go ahead, Jody. Yeah, well, you can change if you go to do not disturb you can change the various features of when you want it to go off or you know what you want to turn on and off with the do not disturb feature but i wanted to thank brad very much because that's a, such a cool feature but i also wanted to thank Shree for his tip last week on uh i i have changed uh, i i didn't do the one the back tap but i did uh do a, a two finger swipe to go to the status bar and i wanted to thank brad uh, brad and Shree for their tips all right, good. We're, we're glad this is helping. Okay, well, thank you. All right, who's next? Somebody new have a question? Somebody that hasn't had a turn? Burning questions? Non-burning questions? Anybody want to talk when you have a question? Feel free can be an issue you're having, something you observed, something you want to share with the group. This is Shree. Go ahead. I give another tip that I learned this week. Okay. Um, I'm, you know, when you're deleting something, you know, we go to the keyboard and we double tap on the delete button. I also noticed that if you hit the delete button once and then do a one finger triple tap, it will most likely delete that word for you instead of having to Delete, 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 delete. You can mm -hmm. do a one finger triple tap. Okay, you do a lot of deleting. So very good. Thank you, Sri. <laughs> I'll have to still try the other tips you've told me. So very good. Um, I have a question. Okay, does anybody else have a question? Who'd really want people to, you know, ask questions? This is for you guys. So real quick. <laughs> uh, yes, go ahead. Who's that? Dan? It's Terry. Terry, Terry sorry. Go ahead, Terry. Um, I also uh, know that if you talking about deleting things, if you set it to do so in your rotor, I think it is, and you start 
deleting something, uh, let's say you've got a whole string of characters that you want to delete, you go to the bottom of the text and you hold your finger on the delete button and it will just delete till you stop the, till you lift your finger or until it gets done deleting the entire string of text. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, real quick. I was trying to do something on Safari the other day and it kept telling, I, I typed in the website, I, I don't know how I got here, and then it said private browsing mode. And then I got stuck in there and I couldn't get out and I didn't know, it, it was trying to explain to me, oh, nobody's going to know what you're doing. And I'm just like, I don't care. You know, I'm not doing something that is like illicit or something. But Anyway, uh, is there anything that I can do to stop that? Or do I just say, okay, or what, what do y'all recommend? This fishery. Go ahead, Sri. So basically you're, you're basically browsing in a, a mode that can't be tracked. And typically I think what you do is you, you I'm just gonna ask you if you did this, you basically went to a website and you might've flicked to the left. Cause yeah, there's an option for you to get somewhere. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, go ahead. No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure that what I suspect you did was you flicked to the left. I think the second option or the first option, if you flick left, is to browse in a um, in that mode. And mm -hmm. if, I believe if you want to get out, you can you're able to flick to the right to get out of the uh, that that mode. Yeah, because I I couldn't ever get move past that. I couldn't ever open the website. I was so frustrated. So. Okay. Um, Does it did you matter? Already get into the website? Were you? Did you go into the website, or you I, were just in that mode? I kept. I. I don't think I succeeded. I think I had to like close out Safari, and then every it kept happening over and over, and I was really frustrated. So. This is Terry. Okay, Terry. I hate that uh, private browsing mode. I. I. Um, I think it's like allowing you to browse like he's saying um in a way that it, it's not going to show up so that other uh the website can't track you but so you're not actually in a website i wonder if it's kind of like if it's similar to or the same as um telling it not to display your cookies so that websites can't track you but i don't know how to turn it off either and i spread. i I don't like it. I kind of like it for what it does, but it's difficult to work with, I think. Okay, I think Brad's got a solution for us. Go ahead, Brad. Uh, what it does is it, yes, I think Terry was correct. And no, it, it doesn't uh, create cookies. And it, I believe, also doesn't put your activity in your history. Um, on the iOS device, specifically on my, my iPhone, I, I double tap on the tab button and then I was able to go over to the private browsing button and I gave it a one finger double tap and I turned it on and now I had a private browsing web page and I can go to a URL or whatever. I have a private browsing session going on. When I'm done, I notice I double tap on the uh, uh, tab button at the bottom of the page again navigate over to the far left of that tab bar and I will see that the private browsing button says selected and when I double tap it I'm out of private browsing mode 
Okay, so, all right. So it's just a personal preference or better to be in one or the other? Or I mean, I know that Apple has created all these new things in this latest operating system. Secret agents like to use it. Yeah, that's what I thought. This is three. Okay, three. Yeah, like I use it um, all the time when I'm using the Google browser just because I know Google's very, um, they love to share what you're um you know, where, which store you go into and stuff. So for Google, I definitely use that. I don't really use it for Safari as much as I use it for Google, but basically what Terry and Brad said is, is absolutely correct. That way, nothing is stored. Okay. This is Freddie. Freddie, go ahead. Um, my question is, um, is anyone is anyone running um, anything higher than 14.6 um, on their iOS? Um All right. Uh, is there a new update? Fourteen point seven is coming out soon. Is that right, or is there something in the middle before we get this to that Brad. one? Brad, go ahead. If, unless you're unless you're running a beta, fourteen point six is the most recent public release. Uh, oh, it is okay. Yeah, there may be some people running. Um, I don't know for what there is a fourteen point seven out there in beta. I don't know if it's in developers only or if it's in public beta mode. I know I heard <clears throat> both Herbie and Chanel earlier tonight mentioned there, they apparently are running the public beta of, I, or maybe it's developer beta. I don't know. They're running a beta of iOS 15. Hey, but for okay. us mere mortals, we are on 14.6. Okay. This is, this is Nikki. Okay. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Nikki. I got a notice recently that if I wanted to partake in some sort of beta thing, and, but the one thing that they talked about was the do not disturb. And I don't use voiceover, but it sounds like it's going to be really complicated. Um, so I don't know what that's going to do to voiceover. But if you could find out more about it, Brad, that might be a really good idea. Okay. All homework. right. Brad's got homework. Okay. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, my God. I can understand that. Okay. okay. Hang on. We're getting... Okay, go ahead, Brad. Oh, three. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, I was just, I just, I was just going to say that people in this call, if you, if you're going to try to use a beta, make sure it's not your primary phone. Absolutely. That's very good. Okay. Oh, thank you. Brave. Yes. All right. Who has a new question? There's so many questions out there that need to be answered, right? Okay, one more question for you guys then. I've had this question before, so I feel like a broken record, but it happened to me again. I went to try to log in to the National Braille Press website, and then it says log in with X address. I have two email addresses that I typically use, and of course I don't remember which one. So am I to assume that it knows which email address I used for that? I guess if I put it in my keychain, then it bad. knows. Brad, go ahead. It's probably in your uh, saved passwords. It would save the user ID, which is generally an email address, and the password that you use on whatever website, in this case, the NPB website. Uh, sometimes you may have had two of them. And if you go to that website and tap on such like the, you know, enter user ID field and double tap it right above your keyboard, 
it should give you suggestions. And sometimes I've had that where I have, uh, like, for example, FedEx, I have created an, apparently, I have created an account using a FedEx user ID and my email address, and it will offer me two options to log in. And if you go into settings and passwords, you can view all your saved user ID and password combinations. And if there's an old one or there's two of them for a website and you're like, I don't want to, I just use this one. You can clear them out that way and it won't offer that as a suggestion anymore. So Perhaps can that's I? What you're, so this is under so that would be that's under passwords or that's not keychain right i mean there's so we're always they are stored in keychain however if mm -hmm. you go under settings and look down the list i'm sorry i can't remember exactly no, no, where fine. it is oh, but it will say passwords okay. and when you open it it's going to either require you to enter your device password or face id to get right. in there so not just anybody can get in there Okay, so then once I'm in there and then say I see, okay, well, yeah, you know, whatever, National Braille Press has this. Can I, if I wanted to just change the password or is that going to screw it up for later? No, you have to go to the website to change it. Okay, so don't change it, but, but you can delete things. No, but you'll see a lot of times when you, at one point you logged in using your uh, iOS device, uh, you will, um, you logged into that. And you gave your user ID, your email address, and you typed in a password the very first time. And at some point, it popped up a little box right as soon as you logged in, just like it does on your desktop Apple device, and said, would you like to save this, you know, user ID and password to your keychain for use on all your Apple devices? And mm -hmm. you had the opportunity to say yes or no or not now. Yeah, yeah, and then if you do that, you know, you can always go to any of your Apple devices and iPad or that desktop device we don't talk about here, and they should show up there as well. Mine do. It's a great feature. I love it. Spent my whole life resetting passwords, so I think we, I need help. Okay, all right. Thank it's, you, Brad. Go ahead. Who's that? It's Kathy. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. So to review. <laughs> Um, Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I always get flustered when I'm okay. So your e on the on the iPhone, your your addresses, your email. I get mixed up with when it says um, there's like three things, and I only know two. Like there's you know there's the address, and there's the username, and there's the password. Is that all? And then. So username is just whatever you give it your first and last name, or is username your password? This is Brad. Yeah, go ahead, Brad. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the site. I, yeah. I mean, uh, some some of them may want more information than no, others. Um, um, for example, I believe what Sunday is talking about, I haven't been to National Braille Press in a while. But I believe when the first time I was there and I bought something, it asked me to create an account and it asked me for my email address. That way it uses that as my user ID. Email addresses tend to be unique. And that way it can also use that to send me, communicate with me. When I make a purchase, it will send me an email with the link to download whatever I just purchased. So it will use that as your user ID 
or it and and then it asks you to create a password and you create a password. I have an account, like I mentioned, with Federal Express so that I can know about packages that are coming. And then I went to their website and it asked me to create an account and it asked me to create a user ID. It apparently at some point when I log into the app or it, it prompts me for one with my email address or one with the user ID. I don't remember creating one with my user ID. So I don't know, I mean, with my email address, only a user ID. So I don't know where that one came from. Maybe I did create both at some point. But generally they will tell you what they want and they will give you an option, create a user ID or use your email or something like that. But it's on a site by site, app by app, you know, basis as to what they want. All right. Thank you, Brad. Go ahead, Marty. Um, yeah, Kathy, most most websites will um, want your email address as the user ID. Some of them, and they will say, um, and your email address, and then they will separately ask for a username because they don't want the email address as a username. You have to create your own username. Okay, thank you. And what about, I'm sorry, Kathy, again, what, what about yeah. with Apple, there's your phone number, like, what's that called? Is that, do they ever call that your user ID? No, not your phone number. You're, you're, with Apple, your user ID is whatever email that you, um, is associated with your, okay. it's your Apple, Apple account. ID. Yeah, your yes, Apple it's ID. it's your Apple ID. Someone on my phone, there's some confusion because my, I, I have an AT&T account, which is my regular phone number, the house phone, right. which nobody has anymore except for me. And oh. that somehow has become some main phone number in my iPhone, which comes up every once in a while and freaks me out. But I guess somehow it knows, you know, it knows what phone number the iPhone is, but it still thinks my home phone is the main number. All right. Anybody have any thoughts on that for Kathy? This is Marty. Yes, sir. I don't know if that's something that you would have to contact AT&T customer service. Probably the easiest to do it that way and have them switch it. I don't know if you can switch that on the AT&T um, website. This is Brad. Brad. I'm not sure what you do. You, you have a home phone with AT&T and you also have a iPhone with AT&T, but only one of those numbers is AT&T is using as the number by which they reference your account. And like Marty said, you could probably contact AT&T if you want to change it or just leave it alone. But because I don't know, do you access them through an app or through a website? I don't, I don't know, but it might yeah. be because they're both AT&T. AT&T can know who you are through either one right. so i mean it's it probably is fine with them if it's doing it, i wouldn't really worry about it too much unless you're unless you're okay. confused in which case call at&t and talk to them about it see what 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 they say this is shree okay uh, one of the reasons people ask to have the mobile number is to do a two-step verification so you'll see some sites that require the the phone number to be there is just so that they can do a secondary verification. All right. Very good. Two-factor 
authentication, also known as TFA. <laughs> I know you're impressed. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anybody else with a showing off. one minute question? <laughs> it gets better every moment. All right. I thought that was the farm association. Uh, any- she got her ears cleaned out. But <laughs> Any any last minute questions? All right. No. Don't want to have another question. Okay, well, I encourage everybody to yes. act to follow. I know, right? <laughs> um, so go and uh, definitely we encourage T to TFA. Um, it is a pain in the butt, but it definitely will keep you secure. So with those final words of wisdom, thank you so much, Brad, for helping me out tonight. And thank you. It's my pleasure. I know it is, but um, yes, and we we will be back on tomorrow's Clubhouse Mini Buzz 5 to 6, Trekkie Talk on Saturday, and Thursday, the movie Jaws. Okay, and that will be on Friday night, 8 p.m. Central. Come and check it out. Oh, my goodness, that is going to be a fun movie. I have never seen it, and I hope you will come and join us, and we will see you next week. Good night, y'all. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Everybody. Bye. Night. Bye-bye. Night.